Hey everybody, it's your favorite podcaster Kaylee, and I'm back with a brand new bonus episode of the show. We will be discussing Young and the Restless and General Hospital per usual, but this week I'm going to start with Young and the Restless, and I have a little bit more to say than I did last week. So jumping in, I understood why Amanda pushed so hard for a firm contract. Things do change and emotions can test bonds. Personally, I feel like Abby and Devon, like they're cool, but they've never given me the deepest of friendships as conveyed on screen and as they're trying to portray so much. And just shifting gears, I'm going in the order of scenes, so I'll be shifting quite quickly. Sharon, you know, she pushed Faith to go to counseling, but she fought like hell against going herself, which is the irony, right? And then it's like a therapist, it just kind of looks bad that you don't want to practice what you preach or what you quite literally do as a living. So that was interesting. I hope Adam does take the job with Victor. And I'll dive into that a little bit later. But yeah, so with Sharon, I liked her explaining her history with Adam to Faith. It was just a nice reminder. And while she's still making poor decisions, which I hate because she's one of my favorites, um, it helps, you know, it just kind of helps provide perspective. So speaking of Chelsea, well, I didn't mention Chelsea, but I'm mentioning her now. So speaking of Chelsea, I literally laughed at her dream, like that dream sequence. So Adam's got to die or get shot because he gets Sharon. Like I was screaming. It was just so ridiculous, but I enjoyed it for that very reason. So another thing, Amanda is so gracious, you know, she really could have said forget Nate and not be friends with him, given the way, you know, he brushed her off and pursued and slept with Elena. And, you know, at that time, it did seem like he was trying to build with Amanda, you know, when, you know, when that happened at the same time, you know, he was, you know, pursuing or rather the time that he slept with Elena. But, um, you know, and even though things weren't official, it's still, like I said, it felt like they were building towards something. Personally, I would not be cool with him, but Miss Sinclair is better than me. So there's that. You know, so I don't hate Demanda, but it doesn't compare to Millie. And yes, I'm biased. Yes, I'm Team of Millie, and that's not going to change. But, you know, and I never thought I would say it. I never thought that I would want Michelle Pierre with anyone other than Brighton because I was a hardcore Havon fan. But after seeing her with Billy, this pairing just, you know, it still sparkles in a way, but not like Michelle and Jason. And they also had a better buildup than we currently are seeing with Demanda. So shifting gears now and thinking about Sally and Jack. So is Sally's interest in Jack sincere? I hope so. So for now, I'm going to say yes, because I want it to be, you know, dating back or drifting back rather to Michelle's first go around as Hillary. She had chemistry with Jack and I would have understood that pairing. And Sally and Jack remind me more of that than more so Carrie and Jack, which I brought up last week, which I, like I mentioned, disliked. And I think that was also the reason for Kyle's warning this week. While I don't hate Jack with Sally, though, I do stand by the fact that that he should probably date someone his own age. Men are always given these young women, but it's rarely vice versa. My last memory of that happening on Young and the Restless was when Lauren was dating or messing around rather with Carmine. In the end, just, you know, add that touch of realism. So speaking of genuine, do I think Sally's genuine with Summer? I think there's a possibility. I would actually like to see them be friends, you know? And I know they hate each other on screen or there's one side of hate at least maybe if Sally is genuine on the show. 
but I detect good friendship chemistry between the actresses. Heck, you know, Mariah and Abby, they became friends, so it's possible. I want to say, though, what was the big deal about that jacket that she gave Jack? It barely looked different than what he previously had on, so that was just okay to me. So, like, okay in a way, like, why? But <laughs> anyways, back to the quad. So, nothing feels solid. They're still teasing Alayvon while teasing Alay. Well, they were Alay. Now it's kind of done and over with, but... It reminded me for a while of Chase, Willow, Michael, and Sasha on GH. Sasha's the odd one out, and she's no one's true desire, and neither right now is Amanda, which I voiced that I dislike. But now that they officially broke up a late, I guess he's the odd one out now, too. But anyway, with Billy and Lillian, his pair, you know, the pairing name with Lillian and Billy, they seem here to stay. And for me, they work as friends, and that's it. I hate them as a pairing. And I hate that they're painting her as some type of savior for Billy when Amanda was really his lifeline at one point. She was his source. Lily has just kind of been there as a cool work colleague and homegirl who's there for you in the background, but not actively. So I just don't get it. But I'm trying to figure out, though, if I feel bad for Nate just drifting back to the quad. He stepped into a full-on relationship. He and Elena did not have a good foundation, which always matters. He got back in return, you know, what he gave, cheating and heartbreak by Elena so loving Devon. So, there's that. I haven't decided if I feel bad for him or not, and I'm leaning towards no. <laughs> I want to say, though, that Phyllis have been giving Summer good advice this week, and I wanted more drama with Summer finding out the truth, but I'm glad she didn't run away again. Relationships aren't easy, and you can't always just run away like she did with Kyle before, hiding behind bushes and wearing hats and all kinds of crazy stuff. So like I mentioned earlier, I do think that Adam should run the company and he should take the job. That's if he can get the company. He needs something to do. Like, what's the source of his income? I think that if he wanted, though, Victor early on would have given him Newman if he wanted, like I said, versus Victoria. I just feel like she's like a consolation. Like, okay, you're the only one that's left. Here you go. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But... I will say it's getting harder for me to discuss Young and the Restless because things just aren't happening or nothing's exciting. But I'll say one thing I did appreciate though, the pacing of Chelsea's story. In soap watching time, it's been a while since her stroke and so it's playing into that realism that I like because it does take time to recover and it comes in pieces. So that's something that I did appreciate. So now I'm going to shift to my thoughts on GH. So, Curtis blatant shaded Jordan was saying at least it came out before they were married. That was so petty and unnecessary. And something else I've noticed, their breakup is getting more shine than their entire relationship and marriage ever has, which is kind of messed up. And there's this big dust up, as many of you know, about Wes Ramsey giving Tristan Rogers statements. Listen, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I've never liked his character. I've been outspoken about that. And I felt nothing when he found out that Alex was his mother. And so I think it's both an actor and a character issue. I'm going to call things for what they are. No shade, just facts. So Maxie is just so dumb right now. And it's not even funny. And I would say she's smarter than this. But she was also done with Levi. And I totally forgot about that. So thank you to Soap Person on Twitter for reminding me of that. So with his mother being evil... There's two evil genes. Not only that, but Obrecht was exonerated. So that means who did it? You know, she should have at least paused given that. And then 
Peter's closest ally, Valentine, warns her, and then his thought-to-be mother, Al- I'm sorry, not Alex, but um, Anna, she was the thought-to-be mother, she confirms everything. So, you know, just saying no and taking so much time to think that should be what she does, that's what makes sense. I just don't understand why she's so hell-bent on marrying him and believing him. For what? What is the reason? Does she not want to be wrong that bad? You know, that's what I have to wonder. But I'll say I'm glad that Anna came down to confirm. It's funny how with Peter, suddenly everyone who speaks against him, even those he held in close regard, you know, are liars. Suddenly, everybody in town just decided to lie on Peter, huh? Like, I think not. What a joke. You know, it's just so comical. He really will just continue to lie, as Anna said. But I also want to say that Nina was wrong for telling Wiley he was adopted and mentioning a biological mother. That's something his legal parents should decide on and tell. And right now, like they said, he is too young. And let's also, really quick on a superficial note, talk about how Sam's ponytail didn't match her hair color all week, okay? That was brown, not black, honey. They should have tested it in the light or something, you know, just to get a sense of it. But last thoughts, I just want to say that I love Max Scorpio and John York's portrayal. He's just so awe and awesome dad and just he plays that role so well. So yeah, this is a very quick episode actually, but it wraps up my thoughts on this week's past episodes of GH Young and the Restless. Continue tuning in, share the episode with a friend, and thank you so much.